Episode 102. Will you go out with me? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I got I just got to pause here. I thought you were going to play more, and I'm like totally getting into Rocking the music, out. and all of a sudden it starts to fade. I'm like, oh, that's my cue. There's your cue. <laughs> Next time, I'm not going to pay attention when you say that I get to give you the cue when you're just going to oh. cue it up. Right. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. It is a uh, week... We're into the new a week into the new year, and uh, things are rolling along, full steam ahead. Obviously, with the topic uh, tonight, will you go out with me? We're going to be talking about date night. It's been uh, very popular on the Facebook fan page over there at One Extraordinary Marriage, and you know, we got to talk about it. It's been a little while since we have, and um, we're hearing from a lot of you. You know, we've had some different posts um, that Tony had put up on. Facebook, you know, one was, you know, basically what are your resolutions for the new year with your spouse? And so many of you commented that it was either to have date night or to have more date nights. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, what was the question you posted today? How have you, you put, Oh, have you scheduled them? Yeah. Have you put date night on your calendar? And, and I got to do a shout out to Danielle before yeah. we really, uh, yes, before mm-hmm. we get far into this episode. Here's a family that has eight kids at home and one on the way. God bless them. The, the youngest one prior to the baby that's coming home, you know, whenever the babies do, um, is one years old. Mm-hmm. And she said they do date night, like I think she said on the Facebook page, once a week. You know, hubby sits down, puts out his work schedule. They schedule date night. So all or of day. Whatever. whatever they They do. schedule a date. They do. Yeah. They make it work with eight kids. She's pregnant you know, good grief. What's my excuse? What's your excuse? You know, and um, I'd have to look. I can't remember who else had posted in response to her and said, wow, <laughs> we thought it was bad with our three kids. Yeah. And, you know, part of that, and, and that's the challenge, you know, that we have to get over so often is we think we're so busy. Just, oh, I'm so busy. I got so much going on. I can't possibly squeeze in a date. Well, and, and I think a big thing is too, and, and reason we're bringing this up, last week, Elisa and I were able to get out twice. We mentioned that. We're going to get out, was it last week, right? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We got out twice in a week. This week, we are going to be going to a friend's uh, concert here in OB, which is Ocean Beach. I saw it on... They're playing, what, live at a club? or Yeah, they're playing live yeah. at a club. And the one guy who does all of our sound at our church. He plays guitar. The band that he's playing for or with at the time is really cool band. Um, off the tip of my tongue, Two Worlds. Two Worlds. Really cool guy. Love love his music. 
And, you know, I just looked at Elise and I said, Thursday night, seven o'clock. It's on a late show. So I go, let's, let's get Cameron. Let's see if she can do it. And, you know, we just said, hey, we, we want to be gone for three hours, you know, 630, 930. It's a seven o'clock show, you know, for there, for the time being, whatever we catch, you know, I always know that sets are going to start late and probably run over. So we'll catch what we can catch and we're going to go. So, yes. And if you figure that out, that's a Thursday. So that's a school night for us. So yeah. we're, we're actually, you know, and this is something, you know, you talk about starting to break out of your ruts. I mean, we've been for the last few years, just because of where our kids have been mm-hmm. age wise, we've been, you know, pretty consistent with either a Friday or a Saturday night date night. Yeah. I think if we were wiser back then when our kids were younger, we could have gone out on more dates during the week. We could have changed it up a lot more because if we know what we know now, if we knew then what we know now, you know, it's okay because they're not really going to school the next day. There's no real rush. There's no real. You got to have to explain that because they do have school on Fridays. No, no, no. I'm saying back then when Alex was younger and Abby was younger, we should have been trying to get out on date nights during. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I was going to say, our kids have school on Friday. No, no, no. They have school now. But what I'm saying, if you have younger kids. Like preschool age. Yeah. I mean, if you can get out during the week, go for it. You know, I and I know many of you wake up early. I, I try to get up early, you know, especially when I'm going to work out in the morning. I'm, I'm trying to get up at 5.15. You know, and that's three days a week. Mm-hmm. So I know what it means to get up early. And I know what it means to stay up late. I mean, I'm working on computer stuff and all, all other stuff at night, you know, or Lisa and I are sitting and talking at night, so we can be up late at night as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to Thursday night going, oh my gosh, you know, we're going out on a night that we don't typically, you know, you talk about and, changing and, it up. And Elisa's changing it up too, because I have taken Elisa to concerts before and <laughs> love my wife to death. But this, this is one of those things when a guy gets rejected. It, it, it resonates because I remember going to a, a concert with Elise at Depeche Mode. This is many, many years ago, probably in like our second, third year of marriage, somewhere in that realm. I remember going to the Depeche Mode concert, coming out of that, and you're like, oh, my ears just hurt. It was so I, I didn't loud. Enjoy it. And, I, I didn't. And so for Elisa to actually go, you know what? That sounds like fun. Let's go to this gig. Let's go hear them play. It's probably going to be a small venue. It's probably going to be loud. It is awesome that she's wanting to go. It helps that I know two of the guys that are going to be performing. So there's, you know. I understand. That helps. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the music stuff. I mean, it's a good thing Abby loves music because that's just not something that I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, very, very interested in. Uh, It's just, you know, different things. But You know, part of it too is, you know, changing it up. I mean, here we are, we're going, doing something we haven't done in years, going to a live show. Yeah. We're going out on a school night. Yeah. You know, and we're just making it happen. You know, it's, okay, this comes up and let's get the sitter. Let's, you know, go out for a shorter time so that we don't use up all of our babysitting dollars because they are budgeted. Right. You know, but if you can make it happen, you know, I was talking to, um, some friends made a play date with the kids Friday after school. And one of the gals was talking, her anniversary's coming up. And she told her husband, she's like, all I really want to do, they're 
really having a renewed focus on exercising and just getting fit this year. Mm-hmm. Last year was really you know, a challenge for them and they're not where they want to be. And so she told her husband for their anniversary, she's like, I don't want to go, you make a big production about it, but if we could go and do something active for the day, if we could go for a hike, if we could go ride our bikes, if we could go play a, you know, around the golf or go to the driving range. And I thought, oh cool my way gosh. To, yeah, connect that recreational intimacy in it get the recreational intimacy going she's you know she's letting him know in advance so that he can you know if he's gonna i don't know which one of them's making the plans but if it's going to be her husband then he's got an idea you know what i don't have to do the the dinner and a movie and and all of this kind because of, that's not what she wants right you know she's I, she wants an active anniversary and that's a big key you know the communication part of what you guys want to do mm-hmm. it is is key you know, let, let's go through a couple of things you can do. Right. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. It, well, here, here are a couple of things you can do, and they come straight from our book. And when we look at it in our book, Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage, we're looking at these in a more of a physical intimacy mm-hmm. way. But let's change this around just for our date nights, okay? So one of the big topics we talk about is calendar it. And it is capitalizing in quotations, meaning sex. But let's let's say calendar it for date night or date day. You know, how are we going to make this happen? Well, one thing to do is to bust out your guys' calendars and be on the same page together. And I know many of us have different schedules. Some people are working shifts. Some people are working, you know, five days on, five days off. There's all sorts of things that are going on in our lives. And it is very hard for one spouse to know the other spouse's calendar. And case in point, Friday, I hit Elisa up with a text. Hey, Monday night, I'm going to hit Kaminsky's with Mike. He was my good buddy. And she shoots me back. She goes, no, I have uh, Wine, Women, and Wealth that evening. It's one of my networking groups. One of her networking groups. And I'm like, oh, you know. Did you check my calendar? Because it was on my Google calendar. You know what? I probably probably didn't. Okay. You know, I've been trying to be really good this year about doing that. And I'm like. Yeah, I know. Okay. But, But that's one thing we do have. We do have our Google calendars and we try to post up on there so we can look at that. But if you guys are, you know, and I also have a calendar calendar like a paper calendar we both do so it's just something i i like having that with what i'm doing and when i'm working or talking to people and i need to write addresses down or i need to go places i like that so you you guys gotta sit down with those calendars and know what's going on because if you don't it gets very frustrating and elisa and i can we can totally relate to you on that we can because there are many years where date nights were supposed to happen spontaneously. <laughs> and what's your favorite line when it comes to spontaneity? Well, I, I borrowed this from um, a couple that was in the very first stripped down small group that we were that we led um, when we were writing the book. And you know that was what her husband said to her. Well, you know, I want it, I want it to be spontaneous. And he was obviously talking about sex. And she just looked at him dead serious and said, "So how's that working for you?" with the very large implication to the group that that was not working out at all. Yeah. So, so how is, so, you know, you got, you have to take it and say, okay, we, you know, we want to be spontaneous, but our calendars and our to-do lists and everything are, you know, a mile long and we're busy and you know, we've got 
kids stuff and we've got personal stuff and we've got volunteer stuff. And, and so what I remember saying to that couple and what I say to everyone when, you know, they give me the, I'm looking at you three different ways on, um, the fact that you're asking me to put this stuff on my calendar is go ahead and set the time. You know, we're having lunch together, you know, Thursday at noon, or we're going on a date Friday at seven. You can still keep what happens in that time frame spontaneous, mm-hmm. but at least, you know, it's on there. And I implore you to keep that date time. Once you've set it in, you know, in writing, keep that the way you would keep an appointment with your doctor. Oh, totally. Because you know, if you skip an appointment with your doctor, it's going to be another month before you get in. Good Easily. luck with that. Same thing's going to happen with date night or date day or date lunch or whatever. If you keep putting it off, it's just going to get shoved back. You know, you don't, most of us don't have the flexibility, you know, if we have to cancel on our, you know, if we, you know, flake and skip date lunch with our husband to say, oh, let's just do it the next day. There are meetings, there are appointments. We don't get that chance. Mm-hmm. So short of being in bed, puking your guts out with the flu, you're going. Yeah. Or the kids are. And the kids. I mean, yeah. you know, one way, but you guys know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just as important. You know, we would never think of, you know, missing the doctor's appointments or, you know, uh, what else is, you know, ranks right up there. You know, you got a point with the DMV to renew your life, all of these kinds of things. We would never think of skipping them. And, and here's the thing. How badly do you want it? How badly you want to go on that date, you know, with your spouse? I mean, is it really important to you? And here's something that happened to us last year. My class reunion was coming up. It was in June. Did I have it in June? July. July. <laughs> and so I know where you're going here. five days before, you know, and I'm on the committee and it's not like it's a big committee. There's like three of us, but I'm on it. I've been preparing for this for probably six months, seven months, Easily, whatever, yeah. trying to get this all together. And five, six days before, we have a massive case of head lice in this house. Like Alex has it, Abby has it, Elisa has it, and I don't. I don't know how, but I did not have it. We could have succumbed at that point in time and just said, forget it, this isn't happening. That was a date night for us. Let, let Let me repeat that. That was a date night for us. Yes, we are going to be hanging out with my classmates, but that was a time for Elise and I to go hang out away from the kids, enjoy ourselves for the evening. And what did we do? I mean, we went into high gear, like ridding our house of lice. Oh. I mean, we we did everything we could. And yes, it was a little tense at times and there was a little frustration between us, but we both so desired the time to be with each other that we just we just went at it and I don't know what episode that is my goodness it's July 2011 sometime it, it, there's we, probably something with lice in the title yeah we, we go into detail so if you if you haven't listened to it or you want to listen to it again check out sometime in July but yeah i mean that was one of those situations where i mean and there's just a little synopsis of that episode but you know when we discovered the kids have lice i mean we're up till probably one o'clock that first night because we didn't discover it until 10 and you know both of us combing through hair and picking out lice and you know doing all of this and then I discover I've got it so he, Tony's got to go and treat me and all the you know while in the back of my head I'm going I'm thinking okay we've got five days to get rid of this so that I can go 
because I'm definitely not going if I've got any live buggers mm-hmm. in my hair. Right. You know, hugging people and, you know, like, don't touch me. <laughs> not, not fun for me. Or and, for them. Or for them. And then, you know, we had to make sure that the kid, because were the kids staying with your parents? I'm trying to think where they were. I don't remember, I don't what, remember the what we did with them. I, they were down here, though. Because okay. remember, we went up and then we came back down. Yeah. Oh, no, I think we had a sitter. We had a sitter, a sitter for the night. Okay. But I there still had to make sure that they were in a situation where we weren't infesting a sitter and, you know, the house was in a state of. And so, I mean, it was, it was, you know, make it happen. It was a, it was a true team effort. And it's one of those times when, <laughs> that we can look back on in our marriage and just go, wow, we just made it happen. You know, that first evening, it, it was just like, okay, what are we doing? I mm-hmm. mean, it's like w- kid one is in, kid two is in. Okay, kid one is out now. Um, let's get the, let's apply this. Let's do, I mean, it was such a team effort. Right. Because we so, both of us so desired to go out on this date together. It meant so much to both of us that neither of us were willing to give it up yet. Well, and I was in a situation where, especially since Tony wasn't infected, I knew he was going. Right. So then there was the whole, oh, well, that's going to stink. He gets to go out and have fun with his friends. Yeah, have fun with his friends. And I'm home with, you know, the infested kids. And it wasn't like they were sick. You know, any of you have had lies. They're not sick. They just have little boogers in their hair. And and those boogers are a pain in the butt. Yeah, they're, and they are. But, you know, it, I really wanted to be there with him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a reunion. You don't want your spouse to go by themselves, you know? I mean, especially because a lot of people know us, you know, in our situation, a lot of people know us through the podcast as a couple. And so then, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's, uh, oh, you're by yourself? (laughs) Where's Lisa? What's that all about? (laughs) So, but, you know, that's just, all of that is to say, if you desire it enough, you will find a way to make it happen. Right. Yeah, and we've said it in so many episodes, it does not have to cost an arm and a leg. You know, we talked about two weeks ago where we went out and just had a coffee date. Well, for us, it was hot tea, but, you know, four bucks plus the cost of the sitter. Mm-hmm. You know, those of you that are in snowy areas, go get the sitter and go for a walk in the snow. Right. You know, we, we've had nights where we've gone to some of the more urban areas and just, you know, walked around, you know, downtown. You know, kind of looking at the stores that you wouldn't normally shop in and, you know, just because we are definitely in suburbia here in Poway. And and so you do those things where you're just with your spouse. Yeah. And if, you, if you're, you know, pounding your head against the wall for ideas or what you want to do, we do have on the right side of our page on oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can go down under Extraordinary Resources. There's a an ebook you can pick up. It's 300 Creative Dates to Impress Your Mate. And most of those are for under 20 bucks. So if you're, if you're just like, what do we do that's going to change it up for us? Because Elisa and I can also understand that it may be that you're in a rut. You know, you're, you've gone to the same restaurants time and time again. We've been there. You know, when we lived in La Quinta many years ago, when we first got married, or we lived in Palm Desert, but we, 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 every Friday night, and this is in our first year of marriage, we'd go up to La Quinta. It was a short drive from where we lived up to La Quinta, and we'd go to the same, the same pizza place almost every Friday night. 
And, you know, it was fun, but we just didn't know what else to do. And sometimes for us, it's sort of like, well, if we're going to go out to eat, we want to eat somewhere good. And back then, we didn't have the internet like we do now with Yelp and this, that, and the other. And everybody can tell you if it's good or not. But we got into this rut. You know, we'd go there. There's one other place called the Beer Hunter we'd go to in the the hot (laughs) summer days, you know, because... Down in the yeah. desert, and it's 115. You want a nice little cold beer every once in a while. And so we'd go there. We just didn't go many places. So if, if you're in that sort of a rut and you need some ideas, pick this book up. It's an ebook. You know, it's digital download. Grab it, man. Even if you get two, three, four nuggets out of it, it's worth it. You know, because one of the things that Elisa and I have learned over the years is the more we change it up, the more we try something new. It's amazing how that ignites our marriage because we get to talk about new stuff. Did we like it? Did we not? We get to learn more about each other even 15 years after we've been married Mm -hmm. because tastes and likes and dislikes over the course of the years change. The woman I met and the woman I married is not the same woman. You know, she has changed over those years. And I need to constantly be working at it and finding out what she does like and what she doesn't like. And by me going out and trying different stuff with her or changing it up, you know, let, hey, let's try this place. Mm-hmm. You know, even if she's sort of like, eh, and I'm going to get to this, our next point here, we do it. And that does lead to our next point, which is take the lead. Mm-hmm. Now, with our physical intimacy, we say this a lot. Because what happens in most of our marriages, the guy takes the lead over and over and over and over again. We get sick and tired of it, ladies. Sorry to tell you, we get sick and tired of it. And that'll be for another podcast. But for tonight, dealing with dates, I know what ends up happening. This is a reversal. This is a reversal. The women are the ones who have to constantly, and the wives are the ones who have to constantly set these up for us. Because us guys get a little too dang lazy. You know, we start looking at our wives as our moms and they're supposed to take care of us. But guess what, dude? You better get up to the plate and start taking her out and taking the lead like you did when you were dating her. Because if not, she's going to start getting sick and tired of always doing it. Mm -hmm. And you yourself aren't going to learn and you yourself aren't going to change and you yourself aren't going to push that envelope a little bit to see how you can what so i i'm, I'm so. listening to you but i'm also i googled um another great date night yeah uh creative date nights and it, this one that i found said have your own version of trick-or-treating put on a sexy outfit and knock on the den door don't forget the treats oh that's good hey, there <gasps> that's you good. go hey, okay, if you don't have sorry kids. i just yeah yeah so it, it's now that you've calendared everything and say you got three months, four months down. Now what you need to do is who's taking the lead on each one. And, and can I just say here, wives, share your babysitter's phone number with your husbands. D- don't hold on to the babysitter's phone number like it's gold and you're the only one that can call her Let or him. Let your babysitter know, hey, my husband may from time to time give you a call if he's going to set up a date. A- and let that be okay. Yeah. Because... You know, if he can do that, 
then it adds to the whole, you know, especially if it's a surprise date, you know, mm. he can say, you know what, sweetie, put that fancy red dress on and we are going out tonight. So there's going to be here in 45 minutes. Kids are, you know, pizza's on its way for the kids. You and I are going out. You will be knocked off your feet the first time he calls the sitter and makes the arrangements. Yeah. I, I mean, that alone will change your date, your date life. Yeah, Totally. You know, and it's a little, you know, it seems like such a little thing, but many of you are probably sitting there listening to this going, yeah, I'm the one that has to make the sitter arrangements every single time. Like he'll say, yeah, we're going to go do this, but I have to call the sitter. You know, it's okay for your husband to call the sitter or mm-hmm. text her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guys, I mean, if you're near family, I mean, make it happen. Call, call your, your folks, call I don't know, your grandma, whoever it is around you, your brother, your sister, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, whatever, whoever's around, man, set it up, make it happen. You know, because one of the things that Elise and I have found that, that makes dates exciting now, I think, is that whole anticipation of what our spouse has put together. And just like when it comes to our physical intimacy, where we say, hey, you you cannot say no. This same thing. Clarify uh, that. Clarify what? Well, you you can't say no to having sex. Correct. But you're you're talking about being creative. So what I right. want to say is, we you know if it's in your intimacy lifestyle, you don't say no to having sex, but you only go as creative as the most conservative spouse. Correct. I just want to clarify that. Right. Well, what what I'm saying is that your spouse may take you somewhere where you're like, um, not too sure, but you know what? Don't voice your opinion. Really at the, on, at the onset, no need to do that on the onset. Go with it. They've put a lot of time and effort into this. Go with it. And you never know what you may find out. I mean, you may get there and just go, wow, this is something I would have never, ever, ever, ever done on my own. But my wife or my husband knows me well enough to go, this is something that they may really, really enjoy. And, you know, the flip side, if it's a bomb, it's going to give you guys plenty of stuff to laugh and joke about in the future. Don't rain on their parade that instant. Yeah, it's a bad way to start it. It's a bad way to start a date. Just roll with it. You know, and just say, you know, this is, this is a date night. We're going to make the, you know, if it's not something you love, we're going to make the best of it. I'm going to make the best of it. Cause surely there will be some nugget in the night that you can hold on to and say, okay, you know what? That was good. Like the food was weird, but the atmosphere was good or whatever. Yeah. Um, don't ruin the date at the onset. It makes for a very, very long evening. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first night I, the first time I ever took Lisa out on a date, we were in Boulder and we got all dressed up and it was really fun. But the cool thing is, is that we went to this place called First Walk. Down on Pearl Street. Down on Pearl Street, right along uh, Boulder Creek. It's no longer there. Fantastic place. We ordered a volcano, which is this huge drink with way too much. And anyways, we ordered a poo-poo platter. For those of you who remember the poo-poo platter. I don't even know if they make the poo-poo platter anymore, but I love saying that word. Anyways, part of the poo-poo platter is spring rolls. And they came out. And we were just chatting it up and we were having a good time, you know, and I picked up this spring roll and it was super hot, like about to fry my fingers. So I just, wow, 
dropped it. It hits the plate. It hits my plate. And I'm like, oh, good. It's going to stop. Did there. you mention we were sitting in an outdoor patio? No, I didn't. But okay, now that's did. an important thing. That's an, well, outdoor, indoor. It, okay. it, it hit my plate and I was like, okay, whew, good. It's going to stay there. No, instead, it was like a little jumping bean and it jumped off my plate and onto the floor. I believe in the five second rule. I grabbed it as fast as I could. And again, at this point in time, I was a very, very poor college student. I picked it up, blew it off and just started eating it. And Elisa and I still laugh at this. We still talk about that to this day. And you never know what your next date is going to hold for you and your spouse. It may be one of those instances where you guys will look back. This has been 17 17 years years that we laugh about the poo poo platter. Yes. 17 years. We look back and we laugh about that incident. That's because there are still some people that are surprised that I stuck around after you did that on the very first date. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Good that I was able to see past the five second rule. Exactly. But the other thing I want to talk about too is, you know, dress it up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. This is, you know, this is an aspect of date night that I think for many kind of gets overlooked. Um, some of you, you know, it's date night. You're like dressed to the nines. You're out the door. You're, you're rocking it. And others have just fallen into these ruts where it's like, well, we, and partly it goes back to, we do the same thing on every date night. Mm-hmm. So why would I even, you know, think. dress it up, accessorize, yeah. do whatever. And, you know, we found a few years ago when we started doing some of these other dates is, oh, you know what? If we're not just going down to the sushi place and walking around borders afterwards, maybe we want to change what we're wearing. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, you know, if you add a few accessories or if you put on, you know, a nice shirt, you know, you do those types of things that you wouldn't normally wear or you, you know, kind of is outside of your day-to-day uniform, how it changes your perception of who you are and how you're relating to your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, I... Yeah, this isn't the Taco Bell run. We've done that for date night. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. But this isn't the Taco Bell run in like jeans and a t-shirt. This is like, you know, sushi night and... You got the nice jeans on with the nice shirt and you got some nice shoes on and and you're just going out and you're looking good. The one thing we hear a lot from are the folks who go, well, I dress up all day long. I'm a professional and I have to dress all day long. You guys, you know, you guys don't, I I don't, I I wear shorts and a polo shirt. That's And that's why I live in San Diego because I can do that almost 365 days a year. I, I understand that. But typically, your spouse doesn't see you when you're at work. They see you out the door, and they see you come in the door. They don't see you for the eight hours that you're away. And, and, you know, take that argument even further. Most of you that write in that you have to be dressed up for work, that's typically, from what I understand, business dress. So suits, you know, that type of business attire. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not talking get dressed up in a suit to go out to dinner. I mean, sometimes, obviously, that's appropriate dress, depending on what you're doing for the evening. But, you know, a nice sweater and a pair of, you know, pair of jeans that aren't the ratty, I wear them around all the time jeans, but the, okay, these are my going out jeans. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's the little thing, you know, it's, it's kind of that in between from the, you know, super casual to the business attire. Right. It's the, I'm going out on a date and actually just go back to when you were going out and dating your spouse. Ladies, some of you probably spent hours figuring out what you were going to wear. My first date with Tony, that one where he dropped the spring roll, the girls in my internship program spent three hours getting me ready. We didn't spend that much time picking out my clothes, but between the hair and the makeup, I was their, you know, evening project. And it was a three hours for my first date. Yeah. Um, I'm not advising that all the time because that's a long long time, time. (laughs) long enough for him to go through a few beers. It's not necessary, but you know, spend, give some of that thought. What Mm. does my husband like to see me in? What shirt does my wife say brings out the color of my eyes? You know, make those considerations for date night. And then wear something nice underneath. Ladies. And men. And men, yeah. You know, you can change it up there, guys, you know. (laughs) I thought you were going to embellish that. Oh, that thought? Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, hey, guys, you can can maybe even go find a nice set of boxers that you find on your own that you're going to surprise her with, you know. You can free ball it if you want, even, you know, surprise, 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 surprise. You just never know what might happen, you know, and it is a, it is a big thing. I I think when you take the three of these together, you got yourself a pretty darn good date night or day, you know, whatever works into your schedule, calendar it. What, what's it going to be this month? Is it going to be at night? You know, we got to get the sitter. We got to make it happen. Or is it going to be during the day when the kids are at school and we both are off that day or we have that morning off, you know, we're going to take some time together just during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, who's taking the lead right. on this, you know, husband or wife, whoever it is, step up to the plate, make it happen. Not saying it has to be expensive. We mentioned the 300, you know, creative dates idea, you know, it's under 20 bucks or so you can make it happen. And thirdly, you know, dress it up, you know, come with your A game. And we have done this before is that I have actually picked out Elisa's clothes for her appropriate clothing that she should be wearing for where we are going. Simple as that. It's, Hey, this is what you're wearing. This is where, you know, I'm not telling where we're going. This is what you're wearing though. And you know what? I mean, how do you feel when that happens? You know, it was <laughs> the first time you did it. I was like, what's he doing? Um, but we've been together so long that there are a couple of things that Tony knows. Tony knows that I'm always cold. Right. So he takes that into consideration on those nights that he's doing it. And, you know, you want to talk about adding that element of surprise and anticipation. If he's picking out an outfit for me to wear, and he does not do this on every date night. It's not like he's no. saying, this is what you have to wear because you're going out with me. It's, no, I've got a surprise and this is what I'd like to see you in. You know, and this is what I'd like you to wear. And, and, you know, I keep my closet so that he's pretty much got fair game on anything that's in there. You know, it's not like he's going to pull something out. And it's not going to fit. Right. Um, you know, so that's something if your spouse is going to be doing this, make sure that if there's stuff that's not going to be comfortable, you move that to a certain section of the closet. But it's fun. You know, because that adds to the, okay, well, if I'm wearing this, where are we going? What are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do tonight? What's what, what, what do my clothes have to do with the rest of the evening? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's, it's not something I would recommend doing on every date. Cause I think that, you know, that, that loses get, the yeah. novelty and then it's like, well, can I pick out my own clothes type of thing? Yeah. But once in a while, it's just fun to say, hmm, he picked out the blue dress and the heels. What does that mean? Yeah. That means blue dress and heels. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. I, I was, I was, trying, yeah. I know. I'm, okay. I'm messing with you. It's kind of like my pajamas. I know. Okay, I got it. I got it. I know. You want to talk about your yeah, PJs? yeah, because right. you know this kind of goes into the whole dressing it oh, up. Oh, can can I just mention one thing before we sort of end yeah. this thing up here? All right, so February second and third, we are speaking at the One Extraordinary Marriage Conference in Michigan, and we should have the flyer. I will have the flyer posted for you guys mm-hmm. on this episode, and I'll also be posting it up on Facebook and Twitter. For all of you guys in that area, we want to see you there. There's no RSVP. It's it's show up. It's thirty bucks for a Friday and a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You need to pay for your your night at the hotel or wherever you're going to want to stay if you're not close by. But we would love to see you guys there. Please make it out there if you are in that Michigan area. Great Lakes, Upper Great Lakes. Yeah. I mean, and, and hopefully you guys are having just wonderful weather and yeah. no blizzards hit if, or if anything you can, like that. If you can pray that there's no blizzard that would be, severe that would be snow sweet. Um, that weekend. That yeah. would be sweet. Elise and I are, have been working on this. We got some really cool stuff we're going to come, we're going to share there that we have not shared at on the podcast. Right. I mean, this is some new material that we have been working on for those of you who are going to be there in attendance. So we, we're really excited for this. Um, it, for us, it's one of those times where we get to put names with faces mm-hmm. and really just get a hug on you and love on you guys for all the support you've given us over the years. So l- let Elisa take it over here, though, with her, her PJs because yeah. they are sexy. <laughs> so we talked in you know some of the podcasts towards the end of last year that um, Tony's family had done Secret Santa for Christmas presents. And mm-hmm. so my mother-in-law had me and... Um, really kind of funny when you're the one doing all the matches because I knew exactly who was getting me but uh so one of the things I put down was Victoria like she could do you know a gift from Victoria's Secret and so I assumed I was probably getting a gift card from Victoria's Secret and so Mm -hmm. I opened up my my Christmas presents um that morning Mm -hmm. and inside was this um really cute little pajama set Mm -hmm. with matching slippers and I have to tell you guys I love the slippers (laughs) Before we get to the slippers, I'm the kind of gal who, you know, when it's bedtime, I throw on, you know, like a pair of workout pants and a t-shirt or a long sleeve or a sweatshirt. Like there's not really been, but like I don't have pajamas per se, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like I throw something on. It's not, or, you know, if it's hot, I throw something off. Um, But, you know, kind of tying it into that whole dress it up thing. I feel really cute in my little matching pajamas and my slippers. And it's one of those things that, you know, Tony has commented on. You look really cute. You know, and it, and it's a little thing that, yeah, I mean, there's still, it's, you know, it's a top and bottom set. It's not like it's, you know, sexy lingerie type pajamas, but they're cute pajamas. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where, you know, dress it up can even be something as simple as what do you wear to bed? I think I need a, I think I need to come to the plate here with that. You know, you're not I, borrowing my pajamas. No, no, no. I'm saying I should just get my own like little PJ set, pajama set, you know, 
You know how like the old dudes in the in in the old movies, you know, they'd have their top and bottoms have their pipe. Okay, well, you don't smoke. I know, and but you I could give just off have a... so much heat at night. <laughs> well, they have short ones. Oh, uh, you know, like made so out. So you're gonna of look silk? like the five year olds with the little <laughs> knickers, buddy. You, no, yeah, you're good. You're good. What are you talking about? We're talking about me. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, you, this is kind of like your bearskin rug idea that you had. Was it a bearskin? What was yes, that? It was yeah, a bearskin bear rug. rug. Um, Maybe we, we still need to find one of those. But I'm just saying. You know, it's another area where you can consider dressing it up. And, you know, we've talked about date night. We've talked about, you know, and that even dabbled a little bit on, you know, take the lead and when you're being intimate with your spouse. But it can even just be those little times like I'm going to bed. There's nothing sexual about it, but I feel cute laying in bed next to Tony in my little matching pajamas. And again, it's like we talked about your personal perception of mm-hmm. how you look, how you're feeling, your attractiveness to your spouse, that plays into your marriage on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So why not give yourself, you know, go out and, you know, run to Target and find that cute little matching set or, you know, wherever you like to shop. Again, I'm not talking, you know, break the bank. But find something that when you put it on, you're like, oh, I feel cute. Yeah, yeah it puts a little smile on your face because that, that sense of well-being is going to make your spouse look at you and go, what's different? But, you know, what are you like? You know, did you, you know, of course you'll get that. Did you do your hair? <laughs> did I miss it? What did I miss? What did I miss? But you can do so much by doing the little things. And so I just, you know, I've been wearing these pajamas since, you know, Christmas. Yeah. I've had them since Christmas. And so they're lots of fun and, um, just had to tie it in with the whole dress it up. So, yeah, that's okay. Thank you for letting me talk about my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So pajamas are it. Let us know in this episode. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can pick up our book there if you'd like. Learn more about calendar it and take the lead and dress it up. But in this episode, we want to know what are some creative date ideas and things that you've done with your spouse? Let's put some ideas out there. So all of us can share and think outside of our box. And, you know, if you want to put your favorite restaurant, your favorite kind of food and why, that's cool. But most of all, let's just share some ideas of, you know, what do you enjoy? What creative things have you done that have been really cool on your date nights? And with that, you guys, we love you. We hope you have a fantastic week. And we are going to end here again with Josh Turner. Sun got high